Hello everyone. Welcome to Voice of the Wild, a podcast initiative by Naturalist Foundation. With this podcast, we bring you closer to the world of wildlife conservation, scientific research and government environmental policy. This episode is brought to you by two hosts. I am Devolina and with me I have Muskan. There is so much we have got to share with you all today. So without any delay, let's get started. One fine school afternoon, one of those drowsy periods after the lunch break, and your science teacher explaining to you how this invisible giant bubble called as the ozone layer surrounds our planet, protecting us from harmful UV rays coming from the sun. But it has started depleting slowly due to something produced by us humans called as CFCs. The increasing CFCs in the atmosphere created holes in this giant bubble. and if that goes on increasing life on earth might cease to exist remember how petrified you were listening to that for the first time i remember i imagined myself withering away like a crisp and dying so for me the biggest news of 2020 will be closing of the largest ozone hole over the north pole which has been a matter of worry for almost a few decades but How did that happen? Back in the 1980s, scientists revealed ozone holes over the Antarctic region and took over the entire world by shock. The major cause of this was CFCs. Chlorofluorocarbons or the CFCs were a better alternative, non-toxic, non-inflammable and very cheap that were used in refrigerators, hairsprays, air conditioners fire extinguishers and everything else until later it was discovered by the scientists to be mixing with the atmosphere creating chlorine and eating up the ozone layer within a few years a global agreement known as the montreal protocol for banning the use of ozone depleting chemicals like cfcs was created it was more like a rescue mission for the planet 2000 marks the year to have observed the largest ozone hole by NASA. It sure did take a lot of time, but the way we have progressed in healing the ozone layer can have a bigger impact by giving us a roadmap for how we could tackle an even bigger atmospheric problem, climate change. Climate change is happening, resource depletion is happening, and it's not just fossil fuels. but the most essential element for all living beings fresh water is growing scarce day by day as scientists keep looking into climate change and tracking ozone depletion or recovery something to think about right now is what we can do about it what can be done to protect the environment are there ways we can regulate the way we live to benefit the planet the animals and obviously us Well, this is where living sustainably comes into the picture. Let's talk about what is sustainable living and what impact does it have on the environment. Sustainable living is a lifestyle that aims to reduce one's environmental impact in ways that are sustainable both for the earth and for the person. Sustainable living is all about reducing our individual environmental impact. which ultimately is done by utilizing fewer resources and fewer fossil fuels 
Since burning fossil fuels releases carbon into the atmosphere, causes the earth's temperature to rise, the fewer fossil fuels we burn, the smaller our environmental impact will be. And uh, with climate change becoming a more serious problem every day, it is more important than ever for people to do their part to reduce their environmental impact. Demanding lawmakers and corporate institute laws or policies to help with this is extremely important. But lowering your personal impact can make a huge difference as well. There is something known as zero waste movement and sustainable living. Well, both have similar goals, many similar lifestyle changes, but are a bit different. Those trying to live sustainably aim to lower their overall environmental impact in a variety of ways. While the zero waste focuses only on reducing the amount of trash they produce, namely single-use plastic. While it may seem like small changes such as going zero waste or vegan, but looking at those statistics makes it clear that sustainable lifestyle changes can be powerful. We conducted an online survey to find out what are the changes people have made in their daily lives and what different ways have they adopted to be sustainable. In the end, we will also communicate their answers to you. Many of you listening may have similar concerns and reasons but uh, might not know how to go about taking measures. Living sustainably often gets a bad reputation for being expensive. But if you do it right, it can actually be more affordable than the alternative. And therefore you can end up saving a lot of money. So. With their help, we are sharing these economical and easy ways which you can do as well. We all have learnt about the three R's in school during EVS lectures, but applying these techniques in our lives is the most essential part. All help to cut down on the amount of waste that we throw away. They conserve natural resources, landfill space and energy. So the easiest first step is reusing as much as you can. When it comes to clothing and shoes, everyone likes to stay trendy and buy clothing or accessories that match their outfit. But instead of purchasing from big clothing stores, we can buy materials from thrift stores once in a while. They are affordable, eco-friendly and look just as flattering. You can also stylize your old clothes, try some DIY. I am sure that you will get a lot of online videos for that. Slightly worn clothes can also be donated. Reducing the purchase and use of plastic, especially single-use plastic, is very important. While metal straws, bottles, cloth bags and carrying containers for food are convenient and cost-effective as you can use them multiple times. Glass bottles can be used as decoration not only for aesthetic purposes, but are also effective. Water from washing vegetables and rice can be used to water your own plants. And the last restore, recycling. Try to reduce and reuse as much as possible. And after that, whatever remains is recycled. Paper, glass, wood, metal and even plastic can be recycled if separated from the wet waste as it contaminates them. E-waste should be recycled because it turns up into these landfills and contaminates the areas with people living nearby those landfills. Precious metals 
can be obtained by recycling the e-waste and it also reduces pressure on these mining companies. First thing you do after listening to this podcast should be googling recycling companies near you and not giving away everything to the kabadiwala. Next step is reducing your household waste reaching landfills. Segregating waste as dry waste and wet waste is very important. Wet waste includes all the items that are organic like food items, hygiene products, tissues and toilet paper as well as any spoiled item that can contaminate the recyclable. It can also produce methane gas which is way more harmful than CO2 and is one of the gases responsible for global warming. A brilliant way to reduce wet waste from your kitchen is composting. Every part of the vegetable or fruit that's not edible can be used to make compost. It will not only reduce the waste but it can be managed easily in your home in a clay pot. It doesn't take much space and can be used as fertilizers for your plant. Dry waste produce both recyclable and non-recyclable materials such as bottles, cans, clothing, plastic, wood, glass, metals and paper. You can DIY and reuse as much as you can and rest can be given further to recycle. Reducing toxic chemicals like phenyl, floor cleaner, dishwashing soaps, detergents which are not only harmful to us but our environment as well. One eco-friendly alternative for all these toxic chemicals is bioenzyme from citrus fruit peel-offs. It will help you clean and it is not harmful for your skin. Amazing, isn't it? We will link down a video explaining the procedure about how to make it on your own. Other than this, you can make your own toothpaste, shampoos and body wash. Lastly, I would like to say that it is important to know that we live on this planet. We do not own it. As much as it is important to learn and educate yourself about these things, it will be much better if we implement steps towards it rather than just signing online petitions. Motivate yourself to protect our own planet because finding another one at this stage is more like a science fiction movie. Other than this, it is important to reduce our impact on the food industry. Switching to a plant-based diet or at least decreasing the level of meat and dairy in our diet a few times a week might help. Also, shifting to supporting our local farmers, fishermen and local meat rarers as their practices are more sustainable and also developing a habit to reduce factory-produced meat and dairy to a certain extent as a start. Factory farms pollute the environment and our drinking water, ruins rural communities and harms the welfare of animals while increasing corporate control over our food. Factory farming is an unsustainable method of raising food animals that concentrate large number of animals into confined spaces. Also, remembering small details like switching off home appliances when not in need Saving water, switching to sanitary products like menstrual cup is key. When asked what led them to begin this journey, in summary, they said that it was because reality had struck them that was proven by scientific data and negative impacts could be observed right before their eyes in form of climate change 
environmental degradation, global warming and habitat destruction. They realize that it isn't a choice to be sustainable and save the earth now, it is a necessity. It's high time and if we don't stop and fix our ways, we may very soon see the perishing of resources, the extinction of species and end of humankind. We may have the right to utilize resources, but don't forget that we have the responsibility to preserve and conserve and let biodiversity flourish so that our future generations can see the world as their ancestors did. Just imagine the possibility of formation of Earth with the right amount of atmosphere to support life and that the future of this infinitesimally rare planet depends very much on how we humans, a mere blip on this planet's timeline, behave. Don't wait. Environment day is every day. I hope all of you enjoyed this podcast. We will keep posting such content every week. Please like, share and subscribe or follow us to stay updated. Also, please support us on Patreon to show appreciation towards our young team that creates and provides such informative content. Link is mentioned below in description. Thank you and see you next time.